welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to High Highs and Low Lows. If you're new here, welcome. I am Marianne Grace. I am the host of this podcast that is, quite frankly, very inconsistent. Uh, I will like to apologize to everyone because I did say for this new season that I would be way more consistent and I already missed last week's episode. So uh, to make it up to you guys, today's going to be quite a good one. In my opinion, I have a lot to talk about, but yes, I do want to say I'm sorry. I had a lot going on. I know nobody wants to hear excuses, but I did have a lot going on. I was closing off, closing off on um, a few campaigns that I'm currently doing for a couple of brands. So obviously that is how I make money. So I have to kind of prioritize that and it can get really time consuming, especially when I have to do a lot of edits on stuff and you know, there's a tight deadline for uh, whatever, whatever I have to do it. And then obviously you guys know that I have a full-time job and I'm just, you know, trying to balance everything and it can get really hard sometimes, but I'm not saying this because I'm trying to make any excuses because I do love coming on the podcast. I do love seeing everyone's messages saying how much they enjoy listening and they're so happy that I'm back again doing episodes. So like, obviously I enjoy this. This is not like, this is not like work for me. This is just me enjoying talking because sometimes I forget to just sit and talk, whether it be to myself, which I do a lot, not going to lie. Anyways, yes. So this week I had so many different ideas of what I wanted to talk about, but then this, this kind of subject matter hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, I have to talk about this because I just saw a friend the other day And, um, while we were having brunch or I think while we were driving to brunch, uh, we were talking about dating and whatnot. And I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, wow, I never really, I never really thought too heavily on, on, well, I actually have, I lied. I, I have thought pretty heavily on why I'm not dating as like actively as I used to, um, like pre- I want to say pre-COVID, I was going on dates a lot, like a lot, a lot. I had a date, like, I'm I'm not bragging, by the way, it's not something to brag about, but just seeing the differences pre-COVID, I had like a date every week, every couple of weeks, every, you know, every so often. And I was just such an active dater back then. But now your girl can barely get a real date. (laughs) Not because I don't like have game or anything. It's just none of the prospects, none of the prospects really intrigue me enough to want to go on a date with anyone. So like, essentially, I I don't want to go on more dates now. Like I'm actively choosing not to. So, and also, I don't know. I feel like now with COVID, it's like dating can be hard because obviously COVID 
is not gone. It's still around and in different forms. So it's like, I feel like nowadays dating is still a challenge, but I don't think it's just COVID and I'll get into that. There's definitely more going on with these dating apps than just the world at crisis. There's definitely something else driving this very low excitement in dating. Back to that conversation I was having with my friend, we were talking and I was saying how much like, I forgot who started it, whether it, she asked me or I asked her, I think she asked me and she was telling me how she would rather like hang out with friends or family and rather than like going on a date. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> I resonate with this so much. Because when I think, whenever I think about when I'm talking to a guy on a dating app, I think, okay, so at some point he might ask me on a date. Am I really ready to go on a date? And I think about it and I think about it and I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not. It's not, it's not anything like I'm not ready. It's just, I'd rather like stay home. Like, honestly, like the idea of just getting ready getting dressed, having this conversation with a, a total stranger and not being as, I don't know, like not being as into it because I'd rather just spend that time with people who I already care about. I think that's what's driving me to, to like not want to go on dates. And I was just telling her, my friend, I was like, yeah, me too. Like I, I would much rather hang out with you. I would much rather hang out with my sisters. I would much rather hang out with my family, like, than go out on a date and talk to a man. <laughs> like, literally. I was like, uh, I, I feel like once you've become so independent and your standards have heightened, you have higher standards now, dating, at least as a woman and my experience, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot for me to go on, to want to go on a date and be excited about it. Oh, that's what we were also talking about. How like, I am not excited anymore. I'm not excited to go on dates. I wish I was, but every time I get asked now, I'm just like, I'm not excited. And I think that's like a huge red flag for me. Like I want to feel really excited and nervous, like the good kind of nervous, but I don't. I feel burdened. I feel like, oh, it feels like work to me. And I don't think that's a good thing. So I have, to, I had to really think in my head, think and be self-aware enough to know where this is coming from. So I, I Google everything, by the way. So I put in the Google search bar. I'm not excited about dating anymore. Is there something wrong with me? <laughs> I kid you not. I Google everything and obviously nothing came up. So I was like, damn. So that means I have to figure it out myself. It took a lot of self-reflection and just figuring out what's going on inside of me to know where this is all coming from. It's so funny because it's so simple. When I tell you my reasoning, you're like, really? That's it? And I'm like, yeah. It's because I just... I love being alone. I love being by myself. Like I love it more than being in the presence of a man. Okay. Before this sounds like an anti-men podcast episode, it's not. It's just from my experience and the men that I've, you know, 
talked to and dated my alone time and also just being with my family and my friends like all of this it just feels so much closer to me than like and I enjoy that way more than being with uh you know a man so I was like yeah it's pretty it's pretty simple I like being alone I like being single and it scares me a little bit a lot of people ask me like do you like being single or like are you trying to look for a relationship and it's like yes and no it's like I feel like I'm saying like too much oh fuck um but yeah I I love I love being single because one it's just so much freedom so much freedom to do what you want and I'm I'm in no rush to launch myself into like a serious relationship although I do want to be in one and I do want to have a very emotionally connected relationship and romantic relationship I just can't picture that for myself in this second which I think is enough self-awareness like I don't know if I'm going to feel the same way tomorrow or the next day or the next day but I know right now today I am very, very happy with my contentness to be uh, alone, to be single and navigate my life in this way. And it's been doing me pretty good, actually. It's funny because I've I've never felt so non-anxious. I feel like every time I'm talking to a guy or like dating a guy, I'm like super anxious all the time and I don't have an anxious attachment when I'm talking to someone or if I'm dating them, I'm like always anxious and I don't think that's a good thing. I think that's something I've realized too along the way is that I probably shouldn't be feeling anxious and I should probably take a break and really figure shit out before I launch myself into these situations where it could go really, really wrong and I'm usually the one that ends up getting hurt in the end. So I'm taking a step back. Like, this is my active choice. Yeah, so I'm more aware that I'm not in a place right now where I should be actively dating, which I think kind of sucks because I'll always be like a hopeless romantic in a sense. So I'll always want to crave relationships. But there's also this part of me that's just like, I also really enjoy the relationship I have with myself and growing on that because I've spent too long of a time ignoring that relationship I have with myself. So this is such a good time for me to really nurture that because I know, I know like I've, okay, I've had weak moments. I've had weak moments recently where I'm like, maybe I should just talk to a man uh, for whatever reason, right? Like I was feeling pretty lonely as one does when they're single but as i'm like swiping through on hinge and i'm you know matching with guys and then we start talking for a little bit like i don't get a good vibe so it's like if i don't get a good vibe i don't want to keep talking to you and we're kind of done so i'm really big on that like if i if we can't keep a conversation flowing it's like i will just stop dead in my tracks because i i can't keep 
going back and forth with nonsense. Like I just find that my time is just so valuable because I have so much shit going on that it's like, if you're not going to invest in t like in time or effort, then why should I? And I guess it goes both ways too, but like, I don't give nothing. That's the thing. I end up giving too much every time that I end up getting scraps. So I'm like, I have to, I have to learn to take like a back seat sometimes, even just a little bit, just because I feel like when you're putting in way too much effort on dating apps, you're going to burn out so quickly. So I've learned not to just like put everything out there so quickly because not everyone's going to receive that energy. Not everyone's looking for the same thing. So I, when I sense that the vibe is just not on the same page, I just like cut it off completely. But yeah, so I'll start. I was feeling really lonely recently. So I was like, let me talk to some people, um, see where it goes. Even if it was just for like a fling, like I really don't care, you know, because I, like I said, I don't think I'm in a place to be in a relationship. So I'm like, whatever, maybe I could just have like a fling or something and that's it. Like, but knowing, knowing me too well, I don't do flings. Like I will catch feelings so, so fucking fast. So I don't even know why I thought that would be a good idea. I'm like, girl, you can't even do a fling. Okay. So anyways, nothing happened is what I'm getting at. It's just the principle of it all, which is didn't end up, didn't really end up talking to anyone interesting enough. And then I'm just like looking through profiles and I'm like the minimum effort that is already allotted in these dating apps, just simple, basic information and prompts and pictures like men can't even provide that on there. And I'm not saying all men, I'm just saying certain men. Okay. And if, what is that saying? If, it, if it doesn't wait, hold on. If it don't apply, then let it fly. So I'm talking about specific men that I come across, but it's just like no effort is given. And then the conversation is just equally no effort. So I'm just like, oh yeah, a fling is not worth it right now. And also like, I just don't want a man in my house. Like, let's be real. I do not need that energy. <laughs> in my house. I can't do that. I don't like it. My space is my sanctuary. Like I don't want a man by my perfumes. Like I don't want him standing, breathing anywhere near my perfumes. I don't, I just don't need that in my space. And I was having a weak moment. And then I came to my senses and I was like, no, it's not worth it. Past me probably would have done like a fling with a past fling. If you know what I'm saying, like I've had past flings that have lasted very long time, but the reason why I never, those never turned out into relationships was one, the guy was like, like the longest fling I've had with someone was like four years. I kid you not. I kid you not. And if you're listening, if one of my friends or my sisters are listening, like, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But it lasted four years. And the reason why it never developed into a relationship, no matter how many times we saw each other throughout the four years and all of the times he would say crazy shit to me, like, I love you. Like, I wish you could see my face right now because I'm just like, yeah, it's so it was so toxic because it was like, I love you, but I'm going to ghost you for like four weeks. 
that is insane. So the longest fling I've had was four years with this man. And I told myself, oh, he's trash. And I mean, I could hit him up, but then I was like, oh, I blocked him. (laughs) I blocked him months ago. So I was like, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to unblock someone. I think once you block them, I've blocked this man so many times, but this recent time that I blocked him, I was like, that's it. And that was like months and months and months ago. So I'm like, no, this is growth. This is part of my growth. This, I'm in my growth era. So no. And I didn't. So I'm proud of myself because I also reminded myself, ew, I would have hated myself after. Like I would have been, if I had messaged him, like unblock and message, I would never forgive myself. And I think that's what stopped me, to be honest. I was like, ooh, I would kick myself in the ass if I did that. So I love myself too much. Listen, I love I love men. Okay, don't get me wrong. I love men. But as Cher, the infamous Cher said, I love men, but you don't need them. You can love men and you also can recognize that you don't need them to survive. So yeah, I had a weak moment, but that weak moment was just a moment. And if I had done myself a disservice and reached out to this person, yeah, that is the hugest disrespect to myself. And I was just not going to allow that. And I'm so proud of myself because it's taken me so long to finally accept that. I can think it. That's the thing. There's nothing wrong with thinking of doing something. So I'm not mad that I thought about it because obviously I didn't do it. So I'm not that mad at myself, but I'm also mainly proud of myself because it turned me off completely. Giving myself the space to think about it and the consequences that would have came with that was enough for me to just say no, like fuck that. So listen, sometimes you have to like think the craziest things And then you come to your senses and you're like, yeah, no, not going to happen. Also, I just like, and then I think about, oh, do I want him in my house? No, thank you. I don't want that energy. Gross. Also, just like a quick little backstory on that situation. It's so funny because that guy that I had a thing like a fling with for four years, I don't know why it lasted that long. It really should not have. It should have never lasted that long. It was so toxic. It was so bad. Uh, it was not good for my mentee health. Looking back at what had transpired during that time, I don't want to go through that. I don't want to go through these highs, these high highs and low lows with this person because they're so confused about what they want that they're willing to like string me along for years and years and years. So I had to learn for a very long time that like this person is terrible. Terrible in the sense that like they have their own shit that they can't recognize. So they're just going to like project all of their insecurities and you know, issues onto me, who was then vulnerable at the time. So obviously I ate it all up and I was like, oh my God, like he just needs time. He just needs space. He's like, what the fuck? No, no, he doesn't. What he needs to do is go away. So the only way that could have happened was me just cutting it off. So that's why I blocked him. And that's why that door is never going to open again. 
because it's just not worth it. In my eyes, in my peripheral, putting myself through all of that emotional roller coaster is not good. Like when I tell you this man literally would ask me out on dates, take me out. I mean, he didn't take me out all the time. He took me out once <laughs> in the four years, took me out on a date. And it wasn't even like a great date. Um, would say things like, I love you, would plan a future, would do all these things that obviously if you're a hopeless romantic like me at the time, like I was eating that shit up. I mean, I was wary. I was a little cautious, but I wasn't as cautious as I should have been. But now present me is just not, I'm just not fucking with that at all. So keep that far away from me. I, the biggest red flag is like, if a guy tells you he doesn't know what he's looking for, girl, run the, run the other direction. If you can fucking glide, fly away. If you can like go as far away as possible. Like I cannot listen and stand around and wait for someone to see my potential and to see my worth. Like I, I am way past that stage of my life where I feel the need to stick around longer than I have to. So that's where I'm at. So anyway, to get into what I really mean to say is that I'm not perfect. Okay. But after all of this back and forth, dating apps, talking, all these talking stages that never last. Ultimately, I'm just not in a place right now to be thinking of a relationship as much as I want to be in one. I I find myself being closer to the line of emotional unavailability, which I never thought I'd find myself in. And I think that's the reason why I haven't necessarily found excitement in dating not because I think I'm like emotionally unavailable in a bad way but more so I'm just kind of closed off a little right now because of all of the things I've been through with dating apps I think dating apps are hell it's hell on earth and what you're put through is enough to put you in therapy Honestly, like I, I have become more emotionally unavailable to these men because I don't want to get hurt. And that sounds really toxic, but hear me out. It's also a way to protect myself because I don't want to. I don't want to be talking to anyone. So I kind of want to remove myself from the whole dating scene because I don't want to give off this impression that I am looking for something serious, serious right now. I mean, that's a lie. I am, but I'm also not. It just really depends. I gain nothing right now being super, super honest in my eyes. I feel like, like I don't gain anything by telling everyone how una unavailable I am emotionally. I just think it's like the most honest I can be. I don't feel like opening up to a man, <laughs> like, to be honest, um, unless that, unless that feeling changes, I honestly can't hold on. My neighbors are being so loud. So I do acknowledge that I am emotionally unavailable right now, but not so much to the point where I'm, I'm 
planning to, you know, be in someone's life and ruin it. <laughs> like that's, I want to do the opposite of that. I am aware of how emotionally unavailable I am that I, I am removing myself from dating as a whole because I, I don't think I can handle trying to open up to someone who is giving nothing. So it's like emotional unavailability for certain situations. So it's not like as a whole, obviously, I think I am self-aware enough to know who to not be available to and who I should be more open with. I think that's a good thing though, in a sense, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you're a therapist or a psychologist, let me know if that's like a bad thing. But I, in my eyes, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just, again, being a lot more cautious of my emotional availability to people because I can be quite open too much to the point where too much of myself is given. So there are times where not even just in romantic situations, but I do have to hold back a bit or else I get sucked into other people's nonsense. Uh, and I'm sure that makes a lot of sense. And it's not emotional unavailability to that, that makes it toxic. It's just placing it where I feel like it's reciprocated. So I don't want to be open with a bunch of strangers on dating apps and get nothing in return. And that seems to be the case a lot these days. And I don't think I'm the only one who feels that way. I feel like there's a lot of women who can relate, maybe not just women, but in general as a whole, there's so many people who can relate to the experience of dating apps being a total drag. It is just not fun anymore. It's exhausting. It's and I'm so sick and tired of these dating gurus saying like dating should be fun. Like if it's not, you're taking it too seriously. I don't think that's the issue. I don't think people are taking it too seriously. I think people, there are too many people that are not taking it serious enough, which is why it is so draining. It's a waste of time and it's become so overly saturated with people just swiping because they're like, there's better options out there instead of like actually trying to get to know someone, which is the whole point. Like, I feel like what are we supposed to do? Just match and then not exchange any messages to each other? Are we not supposed to communicate? Are we not supposed to have like a conversation? It just feels like a lot of matching for that instant quick validation of, oh, this person thinks I'm attractive or I feel validated enough that I'm wanted by this random stranger. And it's like, let's get past this whole egotistical bullshit of validation and just validate your damn self. Okay. Like I don't go on dating apps to feel validated. I go on dating apps because I'm trying to find a connection. I'm trying to build a connection. But so far I've been getting rat shit all the time. Okay. Like I'm getting nothing in return. So it just makes it really difficult for me to want to put a hundred percent, which is why I want to take a backseat. And that's where I'm coming from. So I hope that makes sense. I'm not purposely trying to be emotional, emotionally unavailable. I think I've just, this is just my stream of consciousness now realizing through everything I've been through. Oh my God, I choked up a little bit. But 
I've noticed through everything I've been through, that's kind of where my head's at. I don't want to be available to just anyone. I don't want to be emotionally invested in just anyone. It's going to take a lot more for me to want to reach that level with someone. It's going to take, honestly, I know what it's going to take. I don't have to explain it, but I know what it's going to take for me to be more open. And I just haven't had that connection with anyone yet. As much as I look at the past flings, not flings, but like dates I've had, um, there were promising ones for sure. But there were also moments where I'm like, oh, this person, I realize is just so self-absorbed. And they're actually not interested at all. They're just more interested in validating themselves that I that I like them. So like they will put on a whole sh- like the whole show just to prove to me that they are amazing. When I'm like you don't have to prove yourself to me. I just want to know if we click. I I I don't know where this comes from. Honestly, maybe I'm doing dating wrong, but I don't think we should go on dates to prove ourselves to people. I don't think we should go on dates to be like, this is how amazing my life is. And like, I'm worthy, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just, it just seems so egotistical. Or at least for your own insecurities, you're trying to validate. For me, dating is, I want to get to know you, have an open communication, grow emotionally and see where see where that goes. You know, do I feel like there's a click there? Are we actually trying to get to know each other? And I think that's the problem that I face constantly is going on these dates and they don't give a shit what I have to say. They don't. They just care so much about proving themselves to me that they're worthy. And it's just, to me, it's such a turnoff, not only because it shows how insecure they are, but now I feel like I'm burdened with the idea of now I have to validate you. Now I have to be the one in this position saying, no, you're amazing. You're this, you're that. But I think there's a time and place to do that. And I don't think dating should be this, this game or this, this, like, what is it called? This transactional thing where it's you, you feel more validated than the other person. You know, it should just be an equal amount of getting to know each other. So that's what I'm not getting (laughs) through. That's I'm trying to explain. That's not what I'm getting lately. What I'm getting is a lot of men that just need validation from me. And I am tired of it. I'm not walking around asking these men for valid for validation. Like you just have to be comfortable enough in yourself. And that's the issue that I'm running in so much. And it's exhausting. I recently, just the other day, matched with a guy, exchanged a few messages, and he like already asked me out on a date. And I was like, you're like a complete stranger, which is such a red flag to me because I'm like, as a man, being so outright and forward about going on a date with a complete stranger on the internet, and you, you, we've barely spoken to me, we've only asked each other how each other's day was, to me, it just it screams red flag for one of the hugest reasons is how do you how do you jump to already going on a date if you know absolutely jack shit about me? You can't tell my personality through a few unmeaningful texts. So like, what are you basing that off of? So for me, it just looks a little desperate. 
it looks like a little rushed and it looks like you're not actually trying to get to know someone and get comfortable with them before meeting them. Unless that's just like my dating style. Like as a woman, you hear way too many stories of what happens to women when they go on dates with strangers. Like, and being on the internet makes you susceptible to a lot more, you know, a lot more strangers. <laughs> so I, I, for me, it takes a lot for me to want to go on a date. And I don't know what was going through my mind at the time, but when he asked me out, I was like, sure. And I think I was just because I was, I, I think I was hesitating, but I said sure because I wanted to know what his response was. Because I think his response to the yes would say a lot about who he is. Because if you're asking, in my eyes, if you're a man and you're asking me out on a date, I would assume you're planning it. But I've had a lot of situations where they'll ask me out and then they'll tell me to plan it. And I'm just like, that don't make no sense to me. But sure. Um, which was my mistake. But yeah, like, and then he just completely ghosted me. So I said yes to drinks, which is like so simple. Just drinks. Come on. Um, and nothing. And it's been days. It's literally been days. So I, that's a hard no. So even if he messages me back, uh, it's a hard no. I wouldn't go through with the date. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of you girls are like shaking your head or whoever's listening. I'm pretty sure you're shaking your head. You're like, girl, this is why blah, blah, blah. Listen, I put myself out there a lot. This is just one example of how low effort shit comes up all the time. This is not the first time that I've had a very low effort moment with a guy who asked me out, but ghosted okay <laughs> it's like okay um and i have a rule too you guys are gonna think i'm crazy but i swear by it and i'm never wrong um if you're on a dating app and a guy takes more than two days to respond to your message you can just already assume that that nothing's gonna come of that like unless he died or something which god forbid but two days is such a long time to not respond Especially if you're on a dating app and you're like me, where you are dating with an intention, waiting two days to respond just feels like too much of a long time. And I'm one to talk because I literally leave people, I literally don't answer my DMs for days. And that's just because my, my, my social anxiety is so bad and my social battery dies really quickly. If you're genuinely trying to make a connection with a romantic interest, I feel like a little bit of effort is needed, right? Um, I'm pretty bad with messaging too on dating apps, but if you're initiating a plan with someone, I would suspect that you would be a little bit more punctual with, you know, detailing that out. So for me, it's like, I'm not going to go forward. Why would I do that? I feel like I'm just on the back burner. I feel like I'm just the backup plan. So yeah, I'm not interested in being someone's backup plan if shit with someone else doesn't work out. I've been in that place before. I felt what it's like to be in that place and it's a shitty place to be in. So I, I constantly don't want to put myself in those situations. If someone's going to give me low effort, I'm gone. 
And it's really easy for me to do that. I, I don't have to blink twice. Um, and this is such a good, good example of it. You, can, you can't even respond to something you initiated. So yeah, well, where do we go from there? I'm done. I'm removing myself. And it's really easy for me to do that. I think the problem with dating apps too is that I've I've learned how to detach so quickly from things like this because it happens so, so often. There, there are moments where like, I know a lot of girls who just start off on dating apps and they're like, oh my God, like they get so worried about the whole ghosting thing. And I'm like, girl, it happens all the time. And you have to like kind of grow thick skin because people are not people are not going to give you the time of the day. So why, why give your energy to that? Um, I just don't, I don't. And I'm using this just as an example. I don't, I could really give a crap. This happens so often and it's really quite sad. I wish I was joking, but this happens all the time to me. And I don't know if you can relate, but I can also sense when I'm being like fetishized, like, how do I explain this? Like, okay. So I remember there are times, there are times where my ethnicity comes up all the time and I hate it because they'll be like, oh, you're Filipino. And then they'll give me a long laundry list of things they love about Filipinos that I never asked for. And then a long, a laundry list of things that they, I'm sure are qualities that they think I behold, which you're basically grouping me in with a bunch of people, a whole country of people. And you think I'm going to be all of those things just because I said I'm Filipino. Yeah, I don't like that. It's a nasty feeling. Absolutely hate it. But a lot of, a lot of times it happens to me and it's sickening. It's annoying and I hate it. So dating has not been fun for me at all. Um, I wish I could say, I wish I could say it was because I'm not trying to scare anyone away from dating apps. I think it's healthy to be on dating apps if you're up for it, but I've been on it for so long to know when, when things are not good. I feel like I've experienced it all, <laughs> to be honest. So it's like, I know when things are not good and this is not good. I'm not in a good place and I don't think dating apps are in a good place. I think, I think dating apps are in their flop era and there are so many articles too that talk about this. Oh, I can't wait to share this with you guys. So I actually saw this article come up on TikTok. I think the, or was no, it was Twitter. So I saw it first on Twitter and then I actually read the article and I think, I think it hits home like it almost like makes so much sense. It was like, it was like a light bulb moment where I'm like, yeah, totally. It's an article from Psychology Today by Dr. Greg Matos called The Rise of Lonely Single Men. And I'll read, I'll read a part, a portion of this article word for word, just so you know um, exactly what I'm going to be talking about. And I think these are really good facts, so I don't want to get them wrong. Okay, one of the major things that this article shows is how dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as relation standards rise. As I said earlier, as your standards increase, 
as a heterosexual woman in this case, um, relationships will, will be harder. And I know a lot of other single women, just like me in my everyday life, we talk about it all the time. We have just higher standards now and it's going to be harder for us to find a man or at least have a relationship with a man because our standards are now higher and our expectations are higher because we just know what we just know our worth way too much to settle for bullshit. Our bullshit monitor or <laughs> bullshit monitor, our bullshit meter is very low. Mine especially is very, very, very low. So my tolerance is, yeah, hell's floor. I don't have a tolerance for it. So I will cut off any guy who disrespects me in any way so quickly or anyone who just isn't, you know, putting in effort. I told you I will cut them off. Like, I really don't care. Second fact, men represent approximately 62% of dating app users lowering their chances for matches. So yes, I can agree that there is an influx of more men users than women users. I feel, um, I think the problem definitely is in that situation, uh, or at least in that fact is women have way too many choices too. So we're less likely to match and date someone that we match with, if that makes sense, because there are so many options. When there's more options, I feel like women also feel like, yeah, we're not going to settle. So therefore, also the reason for the rise of lonely single men. And the article, the article also goes on to talk about why that is, though, that why women are less likely to match and date. But yeah, I'll give you the last fact uh, that this article talks about is how men need to address skills deficits to meet a higher relationship expectation. So yeah, again, with expectations, um, there are skills deficits for sure. I think communication is a big thing that, t- that they talk about in this article. Healthier communication between partners is crucial to a lasting and healthy relationship. Um and it also builds emotional connection, which is a huge thing that I think is lacking with the association of dating apps. It is so hard to feel emotionally connected in a dating world that revolves around swiping for another match, that there's always going to be another match at the at the next, like next one, next one, next one. Like there's just too many that the the only way to stand out As a man, the most important thing you can do to stand out in the crowd of men on dating apps is to be a much healthier person mentally and emotionally. There are an influx of men who are just not emotionally intellectual. They're not prioritizing their mental health. They're not getting down to the bottom of their mental health and their insecurities that are holding them back from being emotionally open and available and being able to communicate more openly. So that is something that I think a lot of men need to do to stand out from the crowd because 
women are constantly faced with men who cannot come to terms with these things. And it's mainly because of this toxic culture of men not opening up because they shouldn't, because they're men. And that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, men are taught not to open up, not to be emotionally secure, things like that. They should hold everything in. And I think that is such a toxic thing to be telling men when that's exactly what they need for healthier relationships. So I don't know why this is even a thing, you know, like telling men that they can't be emotionally connected to themselves to in order to be emotionally open with others. It almost sabotages them. So it sucks. It sucks that that's the case. But the only way to stand out from that is men need to go to therapy. Men need to put themselves first. They need to put their mental health first. They need to get to know themselves better, regardless of how regardless of how they think they need to be right. This like alpha male bullshit is not needed. Don't even get me. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. Oof. Alpha male TikToks will come up on my for you page sometimes as a stitch, by the way, that like the actual videos don't come up, but like, I'll see a stitch of it. And I'm just like, Oh God, this is what people are. This is what men are being told is this is what they should be doing. Like, Men are just sabotaging other men by saying that. It's horrible. Anyway, back to the article. Now there's this, there's this quote, not quote, but there's this, um, this part in the article that I think is really important um, and, and what I've touched upon. And that the problem for men is that emotional connection is the lifeblood of healthy long-term love. And it requires all the skills that families still are not consistently teaching young boys. And what pisses me off is because I am immediately, I was like, Andrew Tate, I don't want to give this man more time on my platform than he needs to be because I think he's utter trash, but Andrew Tate, okay or as some people call him, Andrew Taint, which I much prefer call him that. He is single-handedly disrupting the youth of young boys with his toxic mindset, his violence towards women, and his demeanor basically approving of this behavior. It's sickening and it's contributing to the reason why this article was even made, which is that it is the rise of lonely single men because of this, because of this toxicity. And with women putting themselves first and their mental health and emotional well-being first, we're not settling for that shit. We're not dealing with it anymore. We're done. And what's what's the kicker is we're totally okay with that. We are 100% Like I said in the beginning of this episode, I am so okay with being alone because I would much rather be alone than stick around with someone who does not see my value, who does not see me for me and vice versa. I, I cannot put myself, I can't even imagine being with someone that I don't feel connected to emotionally. You know, like I just feel like I, I feel like one, it's a huge waste of time. And two, it's just dis, it's a dishonor to my growth and who I am. It sucks so much because we know what the solution is, but 
it's going to take a lot with everything going on with this, you know, Andrew Tate uprising. Um, it's going to take a lot to deprogram, to deprogram this type of bullshit from men's minds, because I feel like they're always, there are always going to be some who will think this way. And that's just how they're going to think it's already embedded in them. But if we can move past it and actually address the harmful effects of this, it's just going to keep continuing on and on and on in larger and more harmful ways. Like I've already seen TikToks of, of teachers saying that they hear like young boys talking about Andrew Tate, which is so scary because young, young minds are like sponges and if they're already agreeing with those types of mentalities, I am scared. I am scared for the youth of men. I'm scared for the youth of boys and thinking that this is okay. And it's not. It's just going to perpetuate even more violence towards women, which I cannot stand for. So yeah, all in all, totally okay with being alone <laughs> in this situation. Um, I'd rather be respected and shown respect than deal with bullshit like that. So I'm totally okay with being alone. One of my favorite comedians, who I think is a great example of this, because I literally just watched the latest episode of the rehearsal, the the season finale, which is I'm gonna tell you right now, it's a roller coaster. If you're not watching that show, the rehearsal on HBO, whew, you're missing out on a cinematic masterpiece not even cinematic, just like television history madness. You're going to feel emotions that you never thought you could feel. Anyways, so the example I'm taking from the rehearsal and um, the host, Nathan Fielder, who is a comedian. If you don't know who he is, uh, look him up. I'm not going to explain who he is because that would take an entire episode. But basically, the the entire show is premised on him taking real life situations and then creating exact replicas of those situations with actors in order to rehearse, which is why it's called the rehearsal, in order to rehearse situations, real life situations, and then reenact them with actors for potential outcomes. So like he wants to reenact all of these things to help prepare him for the actual event of something. And in the last episode, he reenacts a situation that he had with another actor on the show, which was like this kid. And basically it turns into Nathan Fielder trying to experience fatherhood without actually having to experience fatherhood because they're all actors, like they're all paid child actors. So he's trying to create this um, like almost fantasy world of fatherhood. It goes really bad. I'm not going to like spoil anything because if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil anything. But basically, instead of just going to therapy and going down to the root cause of why he feels the need to reenact every single situation, and it turns out it's mainly because he has his own insecurities, um, he creates an entire show based off of that instead of going to therapy. And that to me says a lot about men. Yeah. It does. Um, creating an entire HBO series, which I will say is a masterpiece, but also creating the series to basically confront your own insecurities instead of just seeing your, a goddamn therapist. That is the lengths 
men will go these days. Just saying. Yeah, so the solution is clear. We need more open communication on dating apps. Am I ready to do any of that with a man? Probably not. Um, I have found a lot of peace, though, in being on those apps less and talking to these guys less. I've been a lot happier than I was when I was more active on it. I think prioritizing my life, my career, you know, all of these projects that I'm doing has really helped me feel a sense of enlightenment because I I realize there's so much to this world than a relationship. Truthfully, I'm not anti-relationship. Like I said, I, I do want love. I do want to have a relationship. But what I require to get there, no one has provided me or no one has light that fire within me to feel like, wow, I actually feel seen by this person. I actually feel connected to this person much deeper than physicality, obviously, because dating apps are shallow. So I haven't reached that with anyone romantically. There are times where I thought I did, but yeah, I was wrong. (laughs) Those were not connections. Um, but yeah, I'm not closed off, um, on that. I'm just a lot more self-aware of what I want and what I need in order to feel fulfilled in that sense, because I don't need a man, you know, I want to freely choose who I want to let into my life and I want them to also choose me freely. I don't want it to feel like We are using each other for validation. I want to feel like we're both in it for the right reasons and the same reasons, which is a lot less about what can, what can we both get out of each other? And more so, do we even like each other? Which is what people forget a lot of times in dating, surprisingly, is do you even like the person sitting across from you? You know? Or do you just like how they make you feel? Because that has nothing to do with them. It's more so how they, what they bring to you, which I feel like is a little selfish. You know, you have to feel a sense of connection much deeper than what this person can provide you. And I do think it's important that as a woman, you know your worth. Okay. And stop making excuses for men because they, they are, they are adults just like us. And therapy is there. Stop making excuses for why men treat you like shit and see it as a sign is all I'm going to say, because I sure did. Um, I see it as a sign. Okay. Once someone treats me like shit, I'm like, Oh, that's my sign to leave because I know my worth and I know that I don't deserve that shit. But yeah, it's been a long journey of self, um, self-improvement, self-enlightenment, just trying to navigate that. And I'm, I'm obviously not perfect still working on that. There are times where, you know, I have these moments I have to really deeply think about decisions I'm going to make and what what they're based off of because I can often act impulsively and then regret it, <laughs> regret it later. But yeah, I I just want my women to thrive. I want my girlies to thrive. I want you to know that I'm not saying you should give up on men. I'm saying that they need 
they need a lot of help, but it's up to them whether or not they want to seek it out and not from a romantic partner. I don't think we should use relationships to heal what's going on inside of us. I think they can help. I'm not going to lie. I think being in a relationship can help, but the true problems within us can only be solved with us. And it's not our responsibility to be that emotional burden for someone else. That's what therapy is for. And that's what therapists are for. That's what psychologists are for. They're for that reason, because they are trained. If they can't help themselves, if men can't help themselves, then you shouldn't feel the need to put that burden on yourself. I see a lot of women take on that burden of being their man's therapist. And it's so sad because then it's like, where does that leave you? You know, if you're the one carrying the burden of everything on your shoulders while also trying to be in this relationship. It's, it's a lot. So I feel for you girlies. Okay. I, I know that we deserve all the love in the world and we should never hold that back from us ourselves, but we also need to be really cautious of who we let our, our love and light into because, um, it can get draining. And if you don't keep a good eye on that, it will get drained really quickly. So yeah, I've learned a lot. I hope this is a, has been kind of helpful in whatever way. But yeah, I, I have a lot of flaws. Okay. When it comes to dating, I'm not saying I'm perfect and I know everything cause I clearly don't, but I'm learning every step of the way, things that work for me and things that have helped me. The best advice that you never asked for, but I'm going to give you anyway, is to always trust your gut. I'm telling you, it's such a cliche, but it's true. As long as you don't ignore what your gut is telling you, you're fine. You have to listen to it and actually do something about it. I've had so many situations where I listened to my gut instinct and I was never steered wrong. Because your mind will tell you reasons why, hey, shut up, gut, okay? They don't know what they're talking about, but your gut has so much knowledge because it's been through so much, okay? Your body has been through so much. It can feel everything. So if you're not in a situation where you feel safe, if you don't feel heard, you don't feel seen, if you don't feel comfortable, like your body will tell you, and it's not going to lie. That's the one thing that will never lie to you your gut. So definitely listen to it. I hope one day, I hope one day I find my, my soulmate. Yeah. I laugh because I don't know if I believe in soulmates, but I want to believe in soulmates exist. I love romance movies. Everyone who knows me knows that I love a good rom-com. I love a good cheesy, super, the cheesier the rom-com, the better, because I just eat that shit up. It's just so good to me. It's like crack. I love it. And because I love rom-coms, I am a lover of love. I love love and I want everyone to feel love, but you also got to be smart about it. Okay. Cause love can be crazy. Love can be wild but it shouldn't be. It should be easy. It should be calm. It should make you feel good. It shouldn't make you anxious. It should feel like home to you. If my future soulmate is out there, just know that I'm waiting for the day I come to my senses. 
um, whenever that may be. I also wholeheartedly believe that my soulmate is not on a dating app. <laughs> like, I can feel it in my gut. And I told you, my gut never lies. And I feel like my man is just not on a dating app. He's not, he's not swiping on girlies. He's not doing any of that. I feel like he is in a different country, somewhere far, far away. Maybe I'll meet him one day. I don't know. Maybe he's on the train to Vienna and he's just waiting for me to show up one day, sit next to him and we strike up a conversation and then we end up spending the rest of our lives together. Or is it just the plot to one of my favorite romance movies before sunrise? Yes, it is the latter. It is the plot to one of my favorite romance movies. But anyways, I digress. One day I will have the romance of my dreams, but it's just not today. This has been high highs and low lows. Thank you guys so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.